Fishbowl Radio Network. FBRN.us. Jump in. Welcome to Mental Speak. 
mental, and emotional balance. You are now locked in to the Mental Speak Radio Show on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Hey, hey, Mental Speak family. It's your host, Latanya Davison, tuning in with you on this fine Friday. Coming at you from Texas at the Fishbowl Radio Network in Arlington, Texas. Man. I am back live. Took a took a took a little vacation. Took a little week off. You got to take time out for yourself. But I am so happy to be back with you. To all our listeners around the globe, thank you so much for tuning in. We have, as always, a good show for you today. I have sitting in with me Miss Megan King. Hey, she is a comedian and co-host of the Making a Difference radio show on the uh, on the Gray Stream. Good job. Wednesdays, five to seven. Yep, yep. Good job. And from time to time, she will come in and sit with me, and we banter about the whatnots and uh, the who's its and the what and the who's its and, and the what you call it and the and the and the things and that such and. Um, today specifically, I also have, uh, I believe, another lady comedian calling in, um, but we're doing it from, uh, I do a roundtable every, uh, probably about once a month, I try to, and the goal of the Mental Speak show is to have the conversations and discussions uh, that bring the self and society into balance, and uh, you, if this is your first time listening to the show. I have very heavy topics. We do uh, topics ranging from done human human and sex trafficking, um, porn addiction, uh, couples, relationships, mental illness, stigma. Oh man, um, white male mental health issues, Police. black male mental health issues, and um, you know we. Th- my belief is that if we do not have the difficult conversations, if we do not talk to one another, if we do not get to the place where we are, if we do not get to the place where we um, have the discussions that we don't want to have, especially at times like this, right? I mean, Amen. It is, man, um, I think we haven't talked enough. I agree. And so I love a comedian perspective. I put on my <laughs> comedy hat, and and I think comedians... Um, we, you know, we we have a perspective that, in many ways, is to go ahead and tell the truth, like just to put it out there, no matter how much it hurts, right? I like that. Okay, so I believe I have Lauren Riley on the phone. You do. Hi, everybody. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Lauren Riley, <laughs> local comedian to Dallas Fort Worth. Um, how are you, my dear? I'm good. How are y'all? I'm so sorry I'm a few minutes late. No. How's it going? You're you're right on time. You're right on time. Yeah, yeah I haven't even I heard the truth shit. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. We always, you know, we have to get our curse words out of the way. Then we remember, oh, sorry, we're, F- that was it. we're that was FCC the compliant for the rest of the time <laughs> while we're here. <laughs> Off to a good start. It's uh, okay, Lauren. I will have a hard time once we get into some of these topics not I'm, cursing. I know you will. That's how we get along so well. Man. It's, I love it. It's, you know, we were just saying how hard it is. <laughs> Megan's getting ready to do a clean set. 
And I'm like, at the state fair with children <laughs> present. Oh. It'll be good. <laughs> I love it. It won't be one of my funniest sets, is my point. You should just get up there and say, you know what? In those cases, you just get up there and you go, earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. exactly. Yeah. Earmuffs yeah. for everyone right here. Yes. So, Lauren, um, I appreciate you calling in. I was, you know, letting our listeners know that, uh, you know, mental speak for me has always been about really addressing all the issues in society that we shy away from. And, I mean, you all would agree. You, you, in your comedy, Lauren, you especially, you, you two as white women, you guys uh-huh. go right for the jugular. <laughs> Thank you. That's, I like Trying. that compliment. Y'all don't mess Trying around. To. <laughs> what, what, do you feel a sense of responsibility in, in society? Like, what do you guys, that, that I, you bring that I to? I absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. All right, go ahead, LT. No, go ahead. No, go. I was trying to say I absolutely do. I think it's definitely our job. I mean, not that we don't experience um, our own amount of being wronged um, unnecessarily so, but I think we definitely, we have a platform, and I think we either need to use it to highlight things that need to be addressed or give over that platform in some way. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, if I get to have that platform, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, and Lauren, I have to say, I've never seen you once. Um, really? Do no, no, I've never seen you once do a joke at a woman's oh. expense or about how you look, or you know what I mean. Like you oh. never do uh, easy jokes, Thank and I, you. I, I think that's very uh, admirable because I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I've done that's that's how for the longest time I got people to like me within five seconds was to make fun mm. of myself immediately. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that lately, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do it anymore, especially because my fat jokes don't work anymore, you know, because I lost that weight. Because <laughs> you were good. <laughs> so they don't work as well. So I'm like, you know what? Not just that. I just don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want to make fun of yeah. a woman, whether it be myself or whomever, mm-hmm. uh, for how I look. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of other Isn't things. Isn't it? <laughs> I think we've all done it. But isn't it crazy how disturbing it is that, like, that's a way to get everyone on your side, which is a really real thing to say because it's true. It's very true, yeah. yeah. And I definitely made jokes to get everyone on my side and then gone home and thought, I wish I hadn't said that. That's not who I am. And I don't yeah. believe it, you know? Yeah, we yeah. all do that. And yeah. I, I avoid one thing that I learned very early um, in when I got started is I feel like even if I were a woman to do that, to go there, and there's there's comedians mm-hmm. who can. Like, yeah. that's their Amy thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you have the old school deaf comedy jam ladies who are like, you know, mother figures and, uh, you know, the the Linnells and the Hope Floods who can call mm-hmm. other women out. That's their thing. But I always found, like, if I did it, that's the quickest way to get people not on my side. Like, uh, who, who she thinks mm-hmm. she's talking to? You know, yeah. who you talking yeah, yeah. to? Mm-hmm. So, for me, it just kind of I wouldn't want to do it anyway, but I it just I said I don't think that's a good route for me to go. They don't if I want it. fans, yeah, they're like she's too nice. Yeah. She doesn't really mean that about. We're not ratchet. <laughs> but I love it. but I hate that. I know so, I learned literally like a handful of men comics who that's what they do too. A handful of them mm-hmm. yeah. they make fun of the way that they look, but most of them never even address you know their physicality at all. But but so many of us do as females, you know. I mean, I personally yeah. really I love self-deprecating comedy. Me too. And I'm a little bit I'm a little bit jealous too because I want I've tried some physical stuff like what you're saying, and sometimes it just doesn't work because you're like, 
man, <laughs> it just doesn't it just doesn't happen this no. way. No, well, you're very you tall, know. Lauren. The only thing you could do is how tall you are, but the rest of it, I mean, <laughs> just watching all we're doing is going. She's literally gorgeous. She's it's like a great goddess no, is up there telling us. But she has this Seriously. one line. You have this one line, and I swear, I you, you did it at an open mic, and I swear I fell out laughing. You because you you go because I look like a you know it's like you you call out the thing that you would assume people suspect. What? I feel like that's, mm. that's powerful that you do. Me. You know what I'm talking about? That line. What, what yes. did you say? Yes. How did you? What is that? What you realized? Like that you had to take control of the perceptions that other people might have of you. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, I've always loved when people call out that kind of thing and are just blatantly honest yes. about the perception of them. And I think that's what you have to do when you look I think that's, um, yeah. different in a way. You know, like yes. if, if you're kind of average, then you get to make fun of being average, right? But if you look kind of weird or, you know, on either end of the spectrum, like really tall or have really big boobs or something like that, oh, yeah. it feels like everybody's thinking it. Yeah, it's an elephant yeah. in the room. So yeah. what did she say? So I want another joke. It? Well, can I say it on air? I don't know. You can, because this that's the, I, I, yeah, huh? Yeah, you can I, say so it. Do it. I think the I think the line you're referencing is when I say um, I don't drink, which a lot of people find surprising because I look a little bit slutty. That's, <laughs> that's what she <laughs> says. It's oh, genius, there. Oh. but it's genius because <laughs> but you know the judgments of other people. Just because so, she has big boobs means she's a yeah. slut. But she's so adorable. And that's, but that's the perception, right? Yeah. So I like oh, making fun of that perception because I'm in a t-shirt and jeans. Amen. Like, always, you always are. Yes. Thinks I look funny, yes. You know. Yeah. Kind of no, like funny. I call myself. I when I go into like uh, predominantly black clubs, I say like, Yeah. Who invited this goofy ass Stacy Dash, you know, <laughs> character? Like, and then it like breaks the That's ice. Great. Yeah. Like, who's yeah, yeah. this black chick about to come in here? She looks like a goofball, and she's gonna talk to you. <laughs> and I'm just calling it out, and then it makes them comfortable. Yeah. Like, oh, exactly. Sweet, because we exactly. were gonna say that too. Exactly. Well, that's why I used to. That's why I used to talk about I was too fat for my pixie cut. That was my first joke I did for forever. And then now my I don't have that extra chin like I used to. And I'm like, damn it! And, and, and in Arlington, it did not work at all. They were like, bitch, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's there's a that's bit of power. So funny. And that's a bit of power I think that we have where we're able to say the thing, call the thing out, and that's how you take your power back. From oh, I like it. that. I like and, that. Um, you know, yeah. so yeah. I want so it's kind of like what Peter yeah. Dinklage says, um, you know, the the guy who's the little person Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones. He hey. talks about I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something to the effect of you take the one thing everyone's gonna use against you and own it and then it becomes your power. You know? Yeah. yeah. I agree. So it's exactly what you were just saying. But yep. like, I love that. So here's what I wanna do. I want to um I wanna say this because Lauren I want to get you in on this conversation. We're going to touch on uh, some of the issues, obviously, surrounding comedians. There, there's some things that have popped off that you got the the Cat Williams versus uh, Tiffany Haddish thing. There's the Louis C.K., we throw back to that. There's Cosby. There's all these things going on. And what I want us to do is just kind of tap in uh, with our perspective, that real raw perspective that we actually have on these topics um, and just kind of get it, you know, get, give the listeners kind of that perspective. This is this is how comedians are processing very heavy headlines, right? This is yeah. some heavy stuff going yeah. on right now. Um, yeah. So this Kavanaugh thing, 
Okay. First and foremost, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw Too it out soon. there, Kavanaugh. I'm just Kavanaugh, <laughs> Megan. Oh, she wants me to to do a, a synopsis because she, being a smart person, avoided it this week. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so my first um, ass, uh, assessment was I watched her. I watched uh, his accuser of sexual assault, not rape, but assault, and it was pretty graphic, um, testify in front of the entire judicial committee about what happened. She walked through it. She was very, very calm, but she was definitely shaken. It, it, it affected her. It was a, it was moving, and it was very, very, um, I don't know, Lauren, did you watch it? It was, it was very. I saw clips of it. Yeah, I got clips, clips of it. Of it I, watched, Dr. I, Ford, yeah. I watched her whole thing, and it was just so, um, I think it was so powerful how composed she was and how very, very calm, and she was just sitting there yeah. like, okay, these are the facts. This and is what how happened. willing. Yes, yes, very open. And, because, and, yeah. And and I think because Anita Hills uh, is what you can't help but do a comparison to, she was an interesting person to have brought up sexual harassment for the first time ever really in that environment, and then she just got bombarded. So they did something yeah. different. Um, these white these white men decided to have a woman uh, talk mm-hmm. to uh, um, I forgot her, Dr. Ford and she okay. and that was not that I think that was a little bit helpful but mm-hmm. um, I don't think it was it wasn't what they wanted to get at so so anyway so she she testifies for literally like two or three hours it's ridiculous and then finally they let her go and then Kavanaugh comes in and he's testifying for about maybe a half an hour to 45 minutes and then Orrin Hatch and Lindsey Graham and a lot of white men started to get very irritated by the way that this prosecutor was ta- was questioning him because she started questioning him very very specifically about how much he drank and what, um, how did he drink back then, and was he ever blacked out, about, like things like that. And once that line of questioning started going down, they didn't allow it to continue, and they jumped in and started railing against the Democrats, basically, for, I don't know, the rest of the time. <laughs> and it was frustrating to so me. So it went left. It went left yeah. quickly. But it was frustrating to me because it was like, why, if you, if you trusted her to, to speak to the woman, why aren't you trusting her to speak to the man? If it's going to be a fair and even mm-hmm. thing, because mm-hmm. they had... They had forfeited all their time uh, when Dr. Ford was on for questions to this prosecutor that they had hired. The Democrats got to ask her all the questions. They were very understanding and very like, you, you're very brave. We really appreciate you for being here, blah, 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 but not for um, for uh, Kavanaugh. And he was angry and he was yelling. And mm-hmm. I kept thinking of the Anita Hill thing. I don't know, Lauren, you're very young, but... But Anita Hill, Clarence <laughs> Thomas' response was to get very angry and basically say this is a modern-day lynching, and he called out all the white people on the panel, and there's all white men, and he was like, this is a modern-day lynching, this is racial, racially motivated, I don't know how you expect me to feel about this, blah, blah, blah. And he could do that okay. as a black man at that time. I still think uh-huh. he definitely sexually harassed her, but he used the only card he had, and he right. used it well, and he's now right. on the Supreme Court. Yeah. Kavanaugh tried to do the same thing. He was very angry. And it was like, listen, uh, white boy who grew up going to country clubs in a prep school, like, no, 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 no. You, no. What you, you're mad about your privilege yeah. being, you know what I mean? It was so ridiculous mm-hmm. that he was screaming and yelling. And he really, he was like yelling and then he would cry and then he would yell some more. That's what I saw. I kept seeing, ridiculous. I kept seeing everybody go, is this fool crying? He's crying. He was crying a couple of times. Anyway, so Lauren, what was your assessment? I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> well, well, for one thing, I, I definitely feel like it's really, really hard after seeing the, like you, like you described, the difference in their 
uh, professionalism and how they held themselves, and then to even just based on that decide that we want um, a man who can't really keep himself very composed under, you know, what is definitely an incredibly stressful, emotional, difficult situation, but that's going to be part of the job. You know, he's going to need to stay really cool and calm while he makes very difficult decisions and arguments. Amen. So, and he's supposed to be nonpartisan. That was my problem. Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. Like like, that's a a glaring, a glaring issue for sure. Um, I think a lot of times um, I do understand the um, the inability to stay calm. I think the sad thing is a lot of times that's used against women. Yes. And also, you know, people of, you know, any minority when they're in an argument about their own, I want to cuss so bad, about their own rights. It's so <laughs> useful. It's so useful. It, right, people right. People don't it's get very it. Useful. <laughs> the, is, the, the F word is the, the best. Is, <laughs> the best word. But the thing is, with that, it, it's understandable to get upset when you're being accused of something, right? That totally makes sense. But not you cannot do that in the position that he's aiming to reach, right? And then so that just like you said highlights everything that she she said. I mean, I I may be wrong, but I did I saw a quote um, from Trump saying that it was very that even her testimony was very seemed very credible. And so um, if someone can fact check me on that. I'm more than happy. I'm only interested in what actually happened. Uh, <laughs> never explain anything, but <laughs> but um, I think that that says a lot and. I don't know. My this is such a tough situation. I think we're all just really tired of talking about any of this. You know what I mean? Like I thought we're talking yeah. about it on the show, but I just uh, want to make that a point that none yeah. of us want to be talking about this ever again. Like we all just want to be human people yeah, and do true. the thing that we want to do. Um, I think it's incredibly concerning how many. Like I know it's very easily we say it's a he said she said situation, but it's. It ends up being a, a he said and then a she said and a she said she said. For yeah, like and a three she said she and she said. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. So let me ask a question. So, let me ask yeah. a question. And and I told, I think I kind of told both of you that I, you know, I'm always devil's advocate where I'm throwing. Yeah. Because what happens in our society is, particularly because of the media. So there's one event. One event has occurred, and that event happened one time. In in history, right, in the occurrence between two people, this thing occurred. And generations, even sometimes decades later, we'll get to Cosby, but down <laughs> the line, now there's this discourse that that comes up, and now conversation about that event has to occur. Yeah. Now, people in the public who weren't even born at the time that this occurred now have emotional responses generated within them related to that event of which they didn't even know about before mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. ever walked into a courtroom mm-hmm. yeah. uh, or be, before it ever needed to become an issue. So what I submit is, you know, what, how, you know, what responsibility do we have as people who are observing these kinds of things going on, and and this is going to come up as we talk today through all these different uh, situations, to, you know, not project, because that's what I've been telling people. I'm like, I think that we have to be very careful of projecting our own traumas onto these events and these situations. Amen. Right? I mean, am am I I wrong? No, 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 you're completely correct. Now, as I I couldn't agree more. 
I couldn't agree more. And I think it gets really confusing because I was talking to my mom about it and she's trying to be as, um, we often disagree and she's trying to be as 100% accurate as she can about everything. And she was like, what do we do when it's a situation when both of the testimonies seem credible? Because even if you're emotional, it doesn't mean you're not credible. Yeah. We've, that's a mistake we all make in our society, assuming yeah, that true. rational thought can't line up with emotional thought. They can be used together. They're not mutually exclusive, you know, but yeah. like in those situations, what I see is that then we have to lean towards the person who seems the most desperate to get to the truth, right? So that's, for me, where the FBI investigation comes in. Yes. It's like, okay, who's pushing for it, and then why yes. does the other person he, not want and it? And he would not answer those questions outright. He would not talk about it. Right. And so, and she's like, let's go. Yeah, you know? exactly. So that's interesting to me. I'm, not, I'm, again, not saying that that is the end-all and be-all of proof, right. but right. it's interesting. The difficulty yeah. about the courtroom is that, again, when we talk about truth and, and attempting to get to the truth, it all comes down to perceptions. But, you know, the two of those people mm-hmm. battling their perceptions. Let me submit what I say to even patients that I'm working with, sexual yeah, trauma victims. Yeah. I say that to anyone listening, 100% if a person tells you they have been sexually assaulted, you give 100% belief. I yeah. don't care how sketchy it seems. You give from the from the jump one hundred percent belief mm-hmm. because in those kinds of cases, most of those cases aren't going to make it to court anyway, but mm-hmm. that person needs to get to healing that'll be their truth, right yeah. you may never mm-hmm. get a person that says, "Yes, I did that to you, oh yeah, you, you may never probably. get that you may never get it. you may get a person who um who admits to it, you may get a person who avoids it, evades it, and it may never become an issue until they're trying to sit in a position of power, right? And so Mm -hmm. that's why I said it's just, I I think we have to be very, very careful about our own perceptions because we're always Mm -hmm. going to be clouded by our own judgments, our own experiences when it comes to cases like these where you can get, and, and then when you say that, now people are like, well, do you support rapists? No, I support the fact that I was not there. Yeah. I support yeah. the fact that I was not so present. Ignorant. Yeah. Do you support well, rapists? Yeah. You, is that blatant, uh-huh. Lauren? 100%. Like, you, you, you're rapey, aren't you? You support <laughs> predators. You're a rapier. I, um, so, <laughs> so to me, I think that the whole, the way to get to the truth, is it necessary, like for this, I had so many conversations where people were like, well, I mean, it, he, he's owed due process and blah, blah. I'm like, this is not a criminal proceeding. He's not going to be convicted mm-hmm. of sexual assault mm-hmm. that happened mm-hmm. 40 years ago or whatever at this point. What is happening is a job interview, and all we're doing is we are trying to make sure that this person who's getting a lifetime appointment, the literally the longest and most important appointment in mm-hmm. in all of like for the rest of yeah, his life, presidents are this important. Do you know what I mean? Right. That that he is yeah. qualified and and his character is worthy of such a placement. That's all we're doing. Mm-hmm. So when you have the abundance of more than one person saying he's done something yes. in this manner, when you have his own college roommates and other people talking about him having alcohol issues. I really feel like I'm sorry, but I would. There's no way I would confirm him. And then it's a, you know, right. at this point it gets political, exactly. and it's a matter of numbers. Yeah, yeah. Megan, that's that's such a good point because, like, that's what I think. That's where a lot of us are getting really lost. It's right. like w- exactly what you said. We're not condemning him. This isn't 
being set up for punishment. It's just like, are you okay to do this job? Doesn't seem like you're okay to do this job. Yeah. Right. Like when you make you're it not. really that's simple, a good point. That's, yeah. Well, yeah. that's all this is, you know? Like, bro, we don't think this is the right job for you. Yeah. This might not, <laughs> this might, this might <laughs> yeah. not be a like, good place for you to sit. Let's go to a career fair right. and we'll have a talk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're already a federal judge, which I'm very sad about anyway. Okay, but that's, that's exactly. not. That's not exactly. Like, like, and I have a really hard time hearing, like, everything's relative, right? But I have a really sure. hard time in the comparison of, you know, women being sexually, and men being sexually assaulted versus this being called as ruining someone's life if he oh doesn't my get God, amen. appointed. Mm-hmm. That to me is like, ooh, that doesn't sound like you had a lot of problems, you I'm know? Like, uh, I'm like, oh. To relate to. Now, it would be horrible if he didn't do it, of course. And yeah. I'm a big proponent of punishment in the reverse. Yes. If yeah. lying ever happens. But also, that's incredibly rare. 2%. It's incredibly 2%. rare. 2%. Yeah, and, and why can't we talk uh, about that? Yeah, it's, it's a 2% yeah. thing. And then, um, you know... Um, I, you guys make a great point. It's a matter of if a person is sitting in a position of, of power or, or attempting to sit, is already sitting in a position yeah, of power, judge. then that needs right. to be examined. Um, can we can we move, let's move down the line to... Sure. How do we uh, make a joke of that? No. <laughs> is it too soon? <laughs> is it too soon? Yes. Oh, man. Build anyway. a bit as well. We're going to build a bit about... So is he going to be confirmed? Um, I think he's going to be conformed, even though they've pushed it off now and they're going to have an FBI investigation. It's not going to be until you know a week or two, but I still think he probably will get confirmed because I am a 40-year-old cynical person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the older you get, the closer you get to menopause, the more cynical you get. <laughs> okay. I want to move to... Um, Let's do let's do Louis C.K. first because he's the 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 most. He's, I don't know if we have to. He's already done himself. Am I right? <laughs> oh, am I right, ladies? Am I right? Oh, try the sorry, veal. Guys. See, there she try good. the veal. She's good. <laughs> so should I go? Let's do let's do Louis C.K. Um, he is back. He has uh, jumped back into the scene. Wow. Um. It's looking like there are people that are not very supportive of his return. Um, what say you, j- females, on this topic? Louis C.K. is back. He showed his penis to people. We it's can been, say penis. <laughs> it's been less than a year that he that he got accused yeah. and or nine months. You know, yeah, he he scurried away into the shadows. So I had a, this is going to be funny, I had a teacher in front of everyone ask me, because it's a stand-up class, if mm-hmm. in two years, Addison Improv calls me and is like, hey, Megan, uh, Louis C.K. Uh, is is featuring this weekend and we really need you to open feature for him, we, we really need you to do it. What would you say? In two years, he said in two years. Ladies, want to know what so I said? You Ladies, want to know what I said? What'd I said, what did you say? Hell yes, is what I said. And then, I, <laughs> and then all, all the women in the room were like, <gasps> and I was like, listen, a two years, b that's Louis C.K. Man, he he's literally one of the reasons I'm doing this. Um, and I felt slightly bad about it. I don't know. Like I've been trying to really assess, and but I really still, I'm still gonna hold firm. I probably would still do it. Lauren, <laughs> Lauren would you? Listen, Lauren, would you? Listen. Wait, real quick. Listen. Real quick. I, I understand listen, Linda. feeling bad about that, but I don't think anyone gets to say what anyone gets to feel bad about right now because yeah, this is just like about that. one of the most confusing topics we've all ever dealt with, yes. especially as women. Yes. Like the way I feel about this 
is I don't know. And if I did, which I, I'm leaning towards, I would. I'm not about to, I'm not about to not take an opportunity because he's disgusted. You know what I mean? Like, how does that affect what I get to do with my life? Like, I'm really tired of making decisions to keep myself safe from men or to not look like I'm having an inappropriate relationship with a man just because he may be interested in something I'm not when I'm just interested in a business opportunity. That's not my problem. And I'm real tired of anyone acting like it is, and I should step carefully and make sure it doesn't look like that and whatever. No, I'm going to do my job. You're in charge of your own self. You're an adult, autonomous human being, and I am tired of women taking care of men and making sure they don't do bad stuff. So that's their problem, not mine. Devil's you know advocate time. Amen, though. I love what <laughs> Laura it. just said. Amen. Devil's advocate time. She said it better than I did. Do it. How many, <laughs> let's, let's say there's a woman. Let's say there's a woman. She's mm-hmm. a female comic. She's masturbating in front of people. She likes to show her breasts. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's got, me. Why are, you, why are you describing me on the air like this? That's so rude. <laughs> because here's the deal. Here's the deal. We have to show both sides, right? We we have to mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, for me, and I'm going to look at it from a clinical p- perspective. I think he has like a fetish. I think he had a fetish yeah. for like, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. what do you call it, an exhibitionist, right? Yeah. That's showing his mm-hmm. thing. Again, I wasn't showing in the room. Thing. I wasn't in the room. It, it you know. I always throw this out here. The the healing for the women has to come regardless of anyone's judgment yeah. or perception of what has gone on between him and that person. But I'm just saying, would we treat a woman who shows her breasts, would would she be given the same type of treatment? Would she be called disgusting? Would she be called no a no. predator? Would would anyone even report her, or would the men be like, "Yeah, I saw a boob tonight." Yo, yo, that's yo, I saw I'm a boob. <laughs> that's what I'm. But that's, that's all I'm saying. Happen. So is is a woman is us seeing penises and men seeing breasts if they don't want to? Well, okay, dang it, that doesn't even come out right. It's yeah. gotta be. It's gotta be a nasty, nasty boob for a man not to want to see, see it. Saying? <laughs> see, see, I disagree. It, when is see, it sexual, I disagree because there have yeah. been multiple multiple experiments. I have spoken with men who have been um, harassed by women or, and sexually harassed by women, and everyone laughs about that, like especially right. men laugh about that, women right. not as much. Yeah. But you, it is something you can make a joke about it in society, but, but men who are propositioned by women for sex just out of nowhere, they have done so many like undercover camera things like that, and the men are like, oh, no. Like, it's, we all pretend it's different, and it is different in a lot of ways because of just sheer the way the entire world has gone this whole time. Yeah. But like... There are so many situations that, yeah, like I have a girlfriend and her husband is um, in a band and they have women constantly like flashing them and stuff backstage. And he just finally gets to the point where he's like, you're someone's daughter. It's weird. Stop. You know, like stuff like there are men that do feel that way. I know it's not the vast majority of men and I'm not trying to speak for men like I know. But um, I don't know. I think there's so tough because it's all treated so differently in society in both negative and positive ways. You know, like right. it, it goes, I don't know. It's not like this easy, simple thing where it's like women get a free-for-all sexually. It's like, no, I mean, we're manipulated into horrible situations. And it's for like, sure. why did she show him her boobs in the first place? Did she feel safe enough to do that? Was she, you know what I mean? It's just there's so many questions. <laughs> did she have a I don't know. I'm sorry. I just thinking out loud. <laughs> 
See, and and that's that's what I love about having the conversation with comedians, comedians. because you can. <laughs> but the point is, is it, is to take the edge off of it. But you're on mental speak, so we have to mm-hmm. actually like get to the root of it. We have to like, yeah, come in and look at it from all angles. And so for me, I. I'm not, and it doesn't give him a pass, right? Like Louis mm-hmm. C.K. Don't show your penis anymore. Yeah, but I'm yeah. Just, I'm Keep saying, it up. I'm saying that for balanced perspective and balanced emotional response to things, I, I sometimes I feel like what we can do is we go ew, like you said, gross. But we would not have the same response to a woman mm-hmm. who did the same. And there are women. I work, I, a, I, work I, I work in a. I work in a psych hospital. I work in a psych hospital. Yeah, y'all. yeah, you do. You, 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 there are women who compulsively show things. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. So, like, I, I haven't bet. waxed in a while. I want to see. Um. So, <laughs> so here's my question, Lauren and and LT. What do you think? Do you think he needs to go out and go be in like his little shadow place for some more time? Do you think it's too soon for him to be coming out and making jokes? What if, okay, he, I mean, he has a thing of coming out too so, early. So, so I do 30-day therapy groups with people, okay. people who have problems. If he's been gone for, this is what I tell people, again, when you Nine watch months. stuff through the media, you don't know what that person has been doing in the time that the camera wasn't Amen. around. Yeah. You know, one day you two are going to be mm-hmm. having the paparazzi following you, <laughs> and you guys need to be uh, thinking, listen, you need to be thinking mm-hmm. about the fact that really there's going to be times where people don't see they, yeah. they don't yeah, yeah. see what's Nine going months. on with of you. Course. So who's to say that he didn't spend 12 of those weeks in some intensive, you know, talking to a therapist? We don't know that. And how long do we hold on to when someone made a mistake? That's Yeah, that's my how question. How long do we hold on to this? This needs to be spoken. We say it all the time to each other, but how long? What's the length of time before someone should be able to return from a, from bad deeds? Yeah, and, and is it our place to even to even put that out there and say oh, it's, it hasn't been long enough we haven't smacked you on your hand long enough I don't know I mean is he getting sexual charges brought against him for any of this is any of this becoming like a now it's not just a personal issue it's a criminal issue right what do you think Lauren how long how long how long before someone has been misbehaving towards others should they be in time out and I'm not, See, I'm, I'm not negating the, the seriousness of yeah, it exactly, at all. Exactly. Yeah, of course. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm really glad I'm not in charge of making all those decisions. <laughs> right. The bad thing is I don't think, I don't think None anybody is. But they told me you were the problem. <laughs> but, sorry, what were you going to say, Alfie? They, they, they said you were the one with all the we power. Had to, we had to ask you, Lauren. We have to refer all of it to you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, you've been misinformed, and uh, <laughs> I believe that. Uh, no, so the, the way I think about this, the number one thing that this makes me think, and I, I'm so sorry, I don't mean to be dodging the question. I just don't like to give an answer when I really don't know how I feel about That's, it. Yeah. But the way I feel is that you don't, nobody ever gets to say that an, that that someone who's been accused of sexual assault, that their life is ruined. Okay, I'm, I'm done with that because we've seen how many times a woman accuses a famous man of sexual assault right. and then they get to Louis C.K. it right back and they're Amen. right on back Amen. and a lot Mel. of people are supporting them and they're totally fine, Amen. right? And then we don't look at the actual repercussions of being sexually assaulted. Like even in movies, even in media everywhere, we see sexual assault in with either the accuser being, I mean, the um, rapist being put away or not being put away. And then it's like, and it was over. 
and she's safe now. And that is not it. If you know anything about sexual assault. Yeah, agree. There is no way to actually verbally express the effect that it has on every moment of the rest of your entire life. Yeah. So that's those are my thoughts on that situation, and I'm sorry. I know it doesn't actually fulfill the question you asked, but, <laughs> but it does. That's what I think about it. That's I all think, I got. <laughs> I think more than anything, what it does is it reflects the fact that pe- we don't have answers. Um, yeah. But, but in the court of public opinion, don't we all have a response? Like you, you see it, you know. And I'm one to really engage, it. but I because I feel compelled to always balance out a response. I mean a I'm already wish everyone would turn their TV off to a certain extent, right? I I wish that that was the case. I wish that we understood the nature, the psychological conditioning that the media affords us. But since we don't, what I also like to do is when I see this bandwagon kind of everyone jumping on the same perspective, there are infinite perspectives of any one incident and occurrence in the reality, okay? When you watch Mm -hmm, the news... mm -hmm. When you watch the news, regardless of what channel you put it on, you're getting a one-way discussion. You really are. Yeah. You're getting someone showing you and depicting to you, this, is, this was a reality, this may or may not have happened, and then you have a filter based on your own experiences, your own pain, your own hurt. If you've been sexually assaulted, uh, abused, raped, the way that you judge these situations is going to be far more harshly than someone who hasn't. So then what happens, mm-hmm. the divide comes where people who have been assaulted or abused say to the person who's trying to bring another perspective, well, you can't talk because this never happened to you, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where you see the divide, and this is what we're addressing today where we have to be reasonable with it. We honor the people who are surviving, the people who are healing, the people who are working through that, but we also have to understand that if a person is rehabilitated if a person has worked on their um you know their issues there's mm-hmm. got to be room for them to be re come on megan's okay. megan's, <laughs> megan's getting queasy over here what well, you got my thing mm-hmm. is is that man has enough money to live off of for the rest of his life he does not have to work and do the stand-up comedy work that he does right for a living for literally to survive he doesn't have to it's something that he does because, A, he's a master at it. Yeah. It's his, it's what he it's and that's his job, and it's what he does. And part of me is like, okay, um, go, why don't you go to, like, Canada? Go, just go away <laughs> for a while and then come back. Um, but the other part of me is like, he didn't rape anybody, you know? Yeah. Like, like keeping it real, this, well, plus 100. And, yeah. I've, and I've talked about this before, and I'll, I'll say it again. I am a rape survivor. I was raped when I was 15. And it did change a lot of things for me. But but part of the things that it changed for me is that I'm like, eh, it was a rape. I mean, it could have been worse. You know what I mean? Like, right. that, it shouldn't be. Yeah. I, it, yeah. For those women, they could be traumatized. Yes. Because that could have been the worst thing that ever happened but to them. But you also have a comedic mind. And, com- and the comedian, terrible. for those of you listening, no, it says comedy roundtable. <laughs> we are some goofballs, and this is what we do. We yeah. we will look at it, things from, from all angles, and especially from the comedic angle, because it's the, it's the laughter that brings the... the there's something about comedy that brings the realness to it. If you've I only cried true. about something and you haven't laughed about it, that's when you know you've healed. When yeah, you yeah. turn around Amen. and look at mm-hmm. it and go, that is some jacked up crap that just happened to yeah. me. I can't change it. But 
Again, what you said is that Louis C.K., if this is America and a person is redeemed and we're, we're calling out the hypocrisy, if this is a place that people can get rehabilitated and redeemed, right, yeah. then do they not have the right to come back, particularly in the comedy realm, and does do that person craft. not have a right to come back and, and participate in their craft? Yeah. I think there's one thing to be, and sorry, if I repeat anything. Go. <laughs> I do it all the time. Fly, flies over where I am. But every time a plane flies <laughs> over where I am, I lose you guys. So I just hear like, y'all sound like Decepticons, like I can barely understand what you're saying. But, um, but the way, the way I feel about that is I think there's a difference between having the ability and the right or whatever after being rehabilitated to practice your craft, right? Yes, it's your craft. Like that's, everyone is so dynamic we're all horrible people and good people right we're we're so many things we're everything at once we're all of these contradictions that's what makes us a human but there's a difference between having the right or ability or whatever to practice your own craft and then there's another part that is do is it okay that they have that power because there's power that comes along with it so how do we modulate that so that people that work with that person are safe and how do like that feels like feels like it's everybody's job to pay attention and to say when something's wrong. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I spoke so. to, I spoke to, I spoke to a headliner um, early on when I started. <laughs> like how cute! I've been so in doing adorable. this a year. Early on, in my <laughs> career, um, who said that? Um, and I'm not gonna say his name because that's not any of my business. But he said that. Um, he had multiple experiences when he was hanging out with Louis C.K., and Louis C.K. would be talking to and influencing a very, very young woman mm-hmm. who clearly was uncomfortable mm-hmm. and did not feel comfortable enough to say something or get herself out of the situation or was saying something and it was not being heard. And he would then suggest he and Louis leave and, you know, stuff like that. So right. it's like, I, and, you know, we, we can't police everyone, but... Can some can we take responsibility for something at some point? You know, I'm with you. Like, I'm with you. Yeah. No, that and, and that's the thing. You're right. If it, it's almost like this person, maybe the comedy community has to be responsible, take some responsibility uh-huh. for the people that work among them and and call it out in the moment. Right. How, and, how about uh-huh. beyond comedy? How about men in general? I, we in general, need, we need more allies on. Uh, in that Absolutely. realm, in that locker room, to say, yo, 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 that's not, that's not cool. That's not okay to do. Uh, you need to respect her. Blah blah blah. Like that's, that's what we need as a society. And I feel like I was telling LT this that my son and his generation, that gener- that younger generation, has something different than we did. Like I don't know if they, I think mm. they were taught consent in school. Maybe something has clicked. It seems like that they understand that you don't just force what you want onto somebody right they just don't do it well most of them are hopefully or just my kid is just amazing i don't know so very quickly as we round out the headlines on this side of the hour let's let's quickly go to are you right in the subway are you dartable what are you doing what's that lauren lauren <laughs> hey can you hear me yeah what where is, are you is that the l train where i got there are so many planes flying over the building I'm in right now. I was just like, all right, I'll, I'll hear them again, probably. I don't know. Awesome. I'm so sorry. Uh, yes, I'm here. Can y'all hear me? We can hear you. We, we, just we heard we were... the 747 yeah. flying overhead. 
like for a second. We just wonder if it was like House of Cards and someone was trying to push you into the subway tracks. That's all. (laughs) Yeah, right. Probably. So let's move into very quickly. um, We got to hit on Bill Cosby because Uh this is this is a this is a pioneer. We're gonna say all the things that okay because it's balance, right? Mm -hmm. So on on this show, it's gonna be some balance side. So you have a pioneer of comedy. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Does what he has done for comedy, uh, is that null and void based on? No. Okay. Not for me. I, I'm just uh, going to jump in, Lauren. Let's Not, show people how Yeah, to, go for yeah, it. So I, I grew up listening to his records. I have his, I have a lot of his jokes memorized because I listened to his records over and over again. He's my, one of my idols. And I was so distraught when I found out or when we all found out of all those different stuff that he's done but that does not negate his genius his abilities his his you know he was America's dad he was one of he was my one of my dads he was a dad you know for all of us for a generation of us our generation LT I I don't think that negates it I think like Lauren said we're all good we're all bad everyone everyone is a mixed bag and he's a mixed bag unfortunately what he did in the shadows is is something that does need to be um, addressed, and and he needs and he's paying now. He's he's been sentenced, but I don't think I I really hope that they don't try to like go back and uh, the term whitewash or whatever. Go back and like rewrite history to make it all PC, you know? Because life is not PC. Yeah. We don't need to we need to just acknowledge it anyway. See, I love the way I feel about it is I, I couldn't agree more that, like, it doesn't negate his art form. Like, we all benefited from that, right? And that is acknowledged. And I don't think anybody's really looking at Bill Cosby and being like, you know what? He wasn't that funny. You know, like, <laughs> you hear about <laughs> what he did. Right. I think what I'm... I think what I'm trying to, what I've been trying to figure out this whole conversation, which I'm so glad we're having because it's bringing up so many good questions, is it, it can't be. It can't be that we live in this world where there is either either the art or comedy or whatever they've created matters or we respect the survivors whose lives they tried to ruin. Mm-hmm. It yeah. can't be this like binary universe. I like right. That. And I don't yes. mean that as in I don't mean that as in like leaning towards so let's just think of them as being great, but but dynamic human beings who also do bad things. So I know I, I, I mentioned that earlier. Yes. But the, I, I very strongly feel that the, the art they created is not more important than the lives of women. Oh, I you know agree. What I, mean? I agree. I agree. And, and not that anyone's saying that. Like, not that any yeah. of you, like, no, that nobody's, like, <laughs> really that said that. That joke is worth so, at least five, six, six lives. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> at least. Never. <laughs> rounding, right? Yeah. But like, I, and and I don't know what we do about that. But the the thing that really sucks too is that I do know that if we as a society decided, okay, if men like Louis C.K. do that shit, you're out forever. You don't get to do it anymore, or you're out ten years, or right. whatever. If we put an actual uh, amount of time or punishment, or even just being robust by society, like yeah, you can go ahead and do it, but nobody's gonna listen to you unless you really show us that you've changed, right? right. Or if we really took accusers um, accurately and and said, well, Kavanaugh, sorry, you can't be because there's been a lot of people who have said, well, then no men are going to be able to be available for that position. And it's like, okay, 
okay. That would be all right. Then let's we need do women. women. You know what I mean? And then if, if people like Bill Cosby, if no one gives a cuss word about what you <laughs> have done artistically, if you do behave in that way, guess what? No one's going to behave in that way. You know, like yeah. that is a very real, and I'm not saying that's even possible in our society. That's yes. a utopian situation. Yes. But that is how it stops. Right. And so the amount of, of leeway we give where we go, well, but I like him, you know, and not that that's what anyone's really saying either. I know. Sorry, at, that's a, like, at such all. A, at um, all. Hyperbole. Yes. It's such a hyperbole, but like just to look at it in that manner, like, so what do we do? Like, I, I really exactly. still don't know the answer. I don't know when we're going to figure it out. I think it'll probably be about 25 years from now, you know, let's, when let's, we've really started to evolve. But and I want to get there. We got you are. See, she's so smart. I and know. she's so smart. I like, that's why, that's why I want her to talk. So I want to look at these comments that are here. So we have Andrea. It needs to not be normalized among men for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. It needs to not mm-hmm. be what you said. Amen. The, they said about. Oh, that's a boy. Boys, boys, boys will be will, boys. Boys, oh. will be boys. <laughs> boys will rape. No, right. No, they they, won't. That's an insult yeah. to every male that yeah. walks this Amen. earth. Amen. Um, yeah. Since comedy is not our own, since comedy is not a regulated industry, we have to voice out and watch out for each other. Amen. Definitely. Amen. It, Amen. It, it, yeah. I'm gonna. You know what? Amen, that is real. Maybe that's what it comes down to because the public is going to have an opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you are any industry, a hospital industry. Uh, um, ho- hospitality industry. There are regulations. Yeah, there are standards. Maybe comedy, maybe comedy clubs need to set a standard. You will yeah, not. We if will you not. are found, there you go. If there. you are heard, your name comes up harassing anyone. You will not. Not only will you, you will not work in this club, yeah. but if we find out that it was some kind of assault level, we will prosecute. We will. Oh well. We will prosecute. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking like a store, you know. Shoplifters will be no, prosecuted. No, but you, but you get my point. If he was doing that That's good. in green rooms and clubs or behind the scenes in clubs, yes. yeah, those clubs could be held liable. People knew. Lauren just said mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah. you were having the yeah. conversation with a headliner. They knew he was doing it. Yeah. So they watched the yeah, moment that you did. went it's up to the manager. Scene. Everybody knew. Yes. So That's let's crazy. see. Um, should Cosby's work, this is in reference to Cosby, even Louis C.K., should, te- should their work be allowed on TV? That's it. That's it. Are Louis C.K.'s shows still on TV? His all of his Netflix specials were pulled. They're uh, not on Netflix was anymore. So we're really yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. I, 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 I did not know that. I did not know either. So yeah. should there, should their work be allowed Good on TV? For you, Netflix. Right. Okay. But I did not. I, but I don't know. I think I think every you know they take it as every network makes that decision, and I haven't seen anything about him. I mean, really, that nine months off was nine months. Like he was kicked out of the industry, but you know Chris Hardwick was just accused mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on Twitter, and he got fired for from mm-hmm. all of his jobs for probably a couple of months, and then they did some sort of investigation. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then he was rehired. But I I feel like that is not an extreme way to react to assault. I agree. Can I, I agree. can I can I say this? And this just popped up in my head. You can say anything. Okay. Me and Megan are, are kind of we we are we're seasoned. True. Yeah. Seasoned. Mm-hmm. You like that mm-hmm. word? I like that. Seasoned. I like that. It's okay. My gray hair showing. Salt and pepper. Okay. So, <laughs> whoa. So listen to me, all the listeners. I want you to hear this. Somebody, come with me. How have we as women, as we said, we are duality, right? A little bit dark, a little bit light. How are we as women 
slipping through the cracks, though. Clearly, clearly, it is almost like it's become a witch hunt for men. I am afraid, I fear as a woman, I fear for men becoming, I'm not saying that, look at her, (laughs) because I want balance. We you be, yes, but we hey, haven't had balance the whole time. Exactly. But women, can Listen we let this me. pendulum swing nope. the other way, please? No, Just because, for a little bit. Because people are ignoring <laughs> the fact that many societies are matriarchal. There have been many, many, many societies that are matriarchal, women in power, and America has not known that. America was established as a patriarchy, but it arrived in a land that had matriarchal and egalitarian societies. Okay? Yeah. So... My, what I'm saying them. is is we have to be very careful. I'm not saying that we – I think as the pendulum swings back, right, the other way to where we do get more balance. Yeah, maybe we do need to little, be a little hard. I was going to say, but it's not going to swing to balance. It's yeah, gonna it's not. It's going to swing the other way. Yeah, but I let it. But I want us to be <laughs> – I want us to be conscious. I do think you need to come in with a swift hammer, right? I do. I think you need to come in, yeah. clean it yeah. out. Like there's cancer here, and we need to come in, yeah. do some chemo. chemo. Yeah. But I want women to also be conscious and aware, though, that you know that absolute power once it kicks in, it can hurt people. Sure. Because we we have to Go be to careful that we're not hurting people who don't need to be hurt. That it be Is caught that up the in the Chris Harvick thing that got that made you think of that. I don't even know nothing about it. <laughs> 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 so I have I have I have a couple of thoughts. Are we supposed um, to? Oh no, I guess I, no, there's none. We have no. We're not I paying think, bills today. Just I had to throw that out there. Why, there's why no there's no commercial. Do what? There's no commercial break today. The Red Bull got a new computer, so they they have not uploaded the commercials. But if you want me to do some oh, commercials, man. I can do some. No. Oh no. Go buy <laughs> chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Take some no, this chicken. is a good conversation. Don't break it. Don't break it. What is Lauren going to say? <laughs> I had to pay bills. Okay. So what I was going to say is I think the best highlight of the issue, and LP, I've heard that term used a million times, but I am going to address it. The term witch hunt to be used, like that's the only thing we can really think of to talk about how men are being prosecuted unfairly, right? Like if that is what's happening in the rare times when it's not true, right? But I think it's hysterical and ironic that at the same time that the only term we can come up with is in reference to a time when women were murdered for no wow. reason. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean like, you know? That's the only example. Other than that, we have lynch mob, which is a time where white men and the white population, white women for sure, too, were very problematic. But when <laughs> the only other option is lynch mob, right, which is yeah. where yes. people of color were yes. unfairly murdered and prosecuted, you know? Yes. So yeah. I don't, I don't. I do not want the pendulum to spin, uh, swing all the way in the other direction. See what I'm saying? I have well, been I'm not asking times. for that. I'm no, just saying it might. No, wait, 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 listen, wait, wait, listen. Wait, listen. So I've been, I've listen, been, Linda. whenever I've said a feminist, every once in a while I, that I'm a feminist, I've had a man in response say, oh, so do you hate men? And my response is, oh, my God, no. <laughs> I love no, men. I love you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but, but. I do know that every time we have some sort of mass uprising or upheaval or I, um, any massive change in the way our society works or any society works, the pendulum every time does swing all the way in the other direction and then back to the middle. Yes. Is there a way that we can do that differently? God, I hope yes, so. Yes, listen to mental I speak. I sure would like that. Let's get there quicker. Listen you know I mean? to so, mental speak. 
and we will bring yes. you in a balance. That's yes. what we're doing here, people. Yes. But my and point I, is, as a society, I, there's so many, because it's one in three or something. It's a ridiculous number of people who have women, especially, who have been sexually assaulted. Yes. Or and, and unreported. We don't even know the numbers. I, I think it's, I think it, they say, like, one in six males, one in three females, mm-hmm. right, of some sort. I feel like it's half. Like, to me, it's I feel a, like it's all of if them, not in more. my opinion. If not more. I, I don't know a woman. Yeah, the hashtag me too. I don't know one woman who, who hasn't had something happen that it's like, um, yeah. Can I ask? Not cool. Okay, here we go. We're going to a, we're going to a next to, I, I got to pull this out the hat. Okay. okay. Hollywood, the, and, and this is from David, blackmail and creepy acts. Right at that level, and Megan and I talk about this all the time. For those listeners, just straight up, if you know Hollywood is a fraternity, Hollywood is a fraternal yeah. order. Yeah. And when you watch those Academy Awards, you are watching fraternity yeah. members, sorors, and frats, award, rewarding themselves mm-hmm. for, and they've been <laughs> engaging in all kinds of debauchery all through the year. Their parties are known. I mean, Saturday Night Live is known for debauchery after each show. Yeah. So what we have to be careful also of is, remember, at their level, that's normal. There is, there's a normalcy mm-hmm. in their world. And for those of us, especially comedians, if you're wanting to go to Hollywood, you better, you know, you got to know that there's certain ways that they engage that is well, not the, the same couch, as society. Yeah, the casting, the casting couch. couch. Is real. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not. It's not just some Hollywood trope. It's in, in sexuality for. It's for many years. Yes. I think it's gotten. I think there's more women in power now, so it's not necessarily that way. Which is what I Hopefully. believe. It, that's what my, we need. From my perspective, what my research is, that's what Bill Cosby was in that realm of vetting models, oh, vetting casting new couch? actresses. Yes. I had so not, my not, response to that is I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't either. But what I'm so saying. So many events. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll no, 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 no. Keep no, no, keep on. Keep on, girl. And I'm with you. Listen. <laughs> that's what I, the response that I've gotten is. I don't care about that. But see, that's why I have to do something like this because mm-hmm. if I don't provide the platform for that type of perspective to be brought into a discussion. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because what happens is yeah. we become very absolute about a discussion like this. This situation also has many implications of racism in it because how many mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. are walking and are a white persuasion that That's will exactly never, ever, yeah. this is called intersectionality. This is called intersectionality where one, per, one group's needs and another group's needs meet, okay? Yes, mm-hmm. we can't even have the conversation about racism. We're getting shut down because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, well, he's rapist, so you don't even need to bring race into this. No, yes, we do, because it's a mm-hmm. continued part of our oppression, and we're not allowed to even have the conversation. So Absolutely. it also needs to be brought in that if Hollywood is this this fraternity where there are women who support this type of behavior, you see what I'm saying? Now do you get my point where I'm coming from? That has to be discussed because it isn't just men running it and making sure it keeps going. There are very much mm-hmm. women who are a part of that. Okay? That's all I'm saying is we need to be able to have a discussion from all the different sides, and it does matter. All lives matter, black lives matter. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no 
Because <laughs> people say that you can't say Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Well, you no, know, yeah, wait, you know, people who have been people who have been sexually assaulted and abused matter. Yeah, they do. But yeah. in addition to that, I don't say but because it cancels it out. In addition to right. that, this is a situation where a black man very well could have had other perceptions tacked on to a situation that we hadn't considered because it has to do with race. We don't know. Yes, but but Bill Cosby is almost an extreme case. Do you? So right. this is my question to you because there are 65 women who've come forward to say yes. that mm-hmm. he did something like this or yes. similar to them. Yes. Do you? I, I, do what is what you is you go your, play in you go play in the playhouse? He, all his karma is here. I don't. I wasn't there. All well, his none karma of us could know for sure. So but when that me, many people show up, so your karma, your you, karma is you are in prison. In general population, at 80 years old, and, and you're barely for three years. only three years for 65 women. Three for, years, 65. Because but, but one, no, but one see, woman is. is and see, that's where you got. have to be careful because if it's 65 women, he wasn't tried for 65 no, women. So one. that's but again, that's what we have still, to be careful. But that's still the same point to me. Yeah. Is that he wasn't tried for six, Okay, so then he wasn't the tried for 67 women. Five women. You know what I mean? What if 30 of those women were fabricated? It, it, see, this is where it matters. This is true. Well, let me, listen, listen. What if 65 are legit? I mean, I'm sorry. What if 35 are legit and 30 are not? That's still that's still a lot. That's too many. many. So you're, goes you're, to you're not one is see, too this many. is what happens. One is too many. This is what happens. Like, one is too many. Thank you, Lauren. Okay, I'm not. This this is this is where we get lost. <laughs> if, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know, but I didn't finish the point. No, I'm follow you. I'll so follow me. I, follow me. I do we hear you. I up. do hear you. I don't yeah. know if I, I can pick did. it up. So, so here it goes. I can't pick it up. Here it goes. In in if court is supposed to be just, and you want a courtroom to be a place of justice, correct? Of course. Then mm-hmm. you can't. Even if a person is suspected to be something, you cannot try that person, even in a pub court of public opinion. You you can't say that person is guilty of those if that person hasn't faced that. If we're trying to keep it fair, if you're oh, no, trying to keep it just, you're fair. Even in the court of public opinion, to a lot of people are applying their own trauma. This is what I'm observing. Yeah, yeah, they're applying right, their yeah. own right. trauma. So what happens is they're like, well, he should. So he's guilty so he of all of it. Yeah, right. You. That's where the court of it gets murky. Opinion is that's where it gets murky. Yeah, because it, it's you know it's people unfortunately who voted for Trump. If there's a, there's all kinds of do you know what I'm saying? There's a there's a different levels of education that are in the public opinion. Yes, it's negativity reigns supreme in public opinion because mm-hmm. negative news goes a lot yeah. faster and spreads a lot quicker than anything yes. good. So and the yeah. complexity of being able to examine so the something the way system, we are exactly. is not going to happen. Exactly, so and that's why the justice system isn't isn't run like the court of public opinion. It's run in a whole different manner. And but I look to you. I look to you, intelligent women. I look <laughs> to you as intelligent women, Lauren. You especially, because I, I mean, but really, you're like the come up. You know, we're old. You're young. Uh, You're next. You're next. Both of you. No, but I'm serious. Uh, Listen to me. We we have to be balanced. We are the comedians. We are the ones that go before the world and tell the truth. And we have to be willing to walk out there and say, listen, I don't have all the answers, 
but let me at least give you some other perspective and not what the media says. I feel like we need to Absolutely. be the complete opposite. Absolutely. That's why I want to do this. I don't see a point in doing this if that's not the kind of thing. For yes, me, ma'am. if that's not the kind of things I'm addressing, then there's I don't. That's Amen, why I'm do, I want I want to talk about things that, matter. that no one wants to hear and put them in a digest, digestible format. Amen. Amen. That's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. So. Arun, the other extreme or danger. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Did you break your mic? The other extreme or danger of this digital age is anything from your social media can be dug up and used against you. You guys mm-hmm. listen to me. If I ever run, True. I'm telling you True. right now, I got dirt. I got mad dirt. And, oh, um, me too. Listen. Got, oh, like you have stuff in your closet about you? Bro, like skeleton. But I tell I mine. I got skeletons. I don't, like, yeah, I sell I don't them on stage. I, yeah, we, There's don't, three we, of tell them. Them, we tell them through our comedy. But the point <laughs> is... <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I submit to people who are who may struggle with things like this. You know, go tell somebody. Go tell mm-hmm. somebody because you don't want to end up like Louis C.K. or, you know, Bill Cosby. You don't want this stuff to yeah. creep up and keep Work you in. Work on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. those are both sexual, in my opinion, those are yes. both sexual predators. Now, I don't know this for a fact, mm-hmm. but I just know it to be true. <laughs> like, I believe, like you said, you should believe victims, and I believe... Even if it's a fraction of those 65 women that are telling the truth, it's it's still true. I'm I'm with one is too many, and and sadly, I feel like I still am handcuffed and I can't address the other issues surrounding it. I'm a big believer that Hollywood is what Hollywood is what it is. Go, you know, go into a um, go into a any fraternity house and then you tell them that you're going to change all this uh, hazing that you do because that's what they're doing. That is what they do. They initiate people who are coming into their fraternal order and it's sexual. It's degrading. It's, it's going to be, you know, all levels of anything you can imagine. We've been told there are people who have gone through it that have told us what it's about. And so we, the basic people are judging these situations that I'm, and who knows, I, I even throw the word out there. I did did Cosby piss somebody off? Did he did he did he do some? This is hardcore because mm-hmm. they changed the law I, I get it. to come back get to question. get him. Yeah, you see yeah, what I'm I saying? Didn't, I didn't really all that. of yeah, that has to be weighed. That. All of it. But but, but what I come on? What I was going to say, Lauren. What I think is like Louis C.K. Cosby. What they created. All right, their their comedy, their TV show, whatever. Yes. Leave it in a vault. All right. Yes. You don't try to burn down his whole house. But he definitely doesn't need to be acknowledged, looked at. He doesn't need a lifetime achievement award. Like none of that. Like right. he needs to. Like right. he needs to go away. Yeah. I'm sorry, but especially Cosby. Go think about it. Given that, yeah, you're in a timeout yeah. for eternity. Yes. You know what I mean? But 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 you know, in another 50 years or something, he his legacy will still be there because yes. what he created will never go away. He's influenced so many people. Same with Louis C.K. So influence yeah. a lot of people. So moving forward, moving forward, and we're we're gonna we're gonna move into some other topics for for lady lady comics. But I want us to speak to the the we have this moment. We have this moment. Let's speak to our industry. What do we want? <laughs> what do we want to see? I want more damn mom comics. I want more women comics. I am, Lauren, are you the same way? Like every time I get on Netflix, I will I will watch any woman comic. I have even watched Eliza Schlesinger, and I don't like her, and I don't think she's funny. But I have watched her just because I. She's hilarious to me. I want to punch you right in the face, oh, and I love it. you so much. It's <laughs> really sad that you think she's. Funny. We don't never agree. <laughs> Do you really? Are you just saying that? I think she's goofy, and I like it. She is goofy, but she's not funny. 
Take away her act outs. Her sh- she's not funny. Her jokes aren't funny. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, but that that's just my personal opinion. But I do. I love women comedies comics, and I just want more of them. And I hope that this because what I've been told from Dean Lewis and from a lot of people who are actually in the industry. They are searching for women. They are searching for people of color. They are really, really craving to expand the, you know, the conversation to more than white men. Right as I'm about to quit, now they want black men. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is where we go, right here. You okay. better not quit. So I really do feel like uh, hopefully it's going to happen soon, some and I'd like it to be some people we know. Lauren, if you, if you, what could, do you think, Lauren? If you could lay out the changes that you <laughs> want to see in the industry at this point in time, what would it be? I, de- I definitely, I mean, I 100% want more female comics, comics of color. What I what I want, <laughs> I know this is, so often my responses are a pipe dream, but I don't care. I'm going to say it anyways. I'm still going to be optimistic about this stuff because I think that's the only way anything changes. I want it to just be about comedy. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I understand that it's not that, but like. No, it's the, beautiful. The it's reason, a beautiful thought. So I am. I am 29, and I just started comedy last year, right? A, a year and a couple days ago. Last Friday was my one year, right? And the reason I didn't start comedy, I, I, I found in, in my storage unit um, a comedy notebook that I filled all the way up when I was 12. And the Aww. reason I didn't start comedy before this is because of the amount of male comics who met me and told me when I was young, when I was early on in high school, that I would never be able to be a comic, not because I, wouldn't, I wasn't funny, but because I would never be able to endure the sheer amount of sexual harassment I would get from club owners, male comics, and from the audience. I was told the same and thing, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I believed them Aww. because I was already enduring too much at 16, Amen. right? So Amen. I didn't start it until I went to enough mics and I just thought, something I can't say on air, <laughs> you know? I was yeah. like, I, I don't care anymore, and I'm going to do it. And guess what? I have endured too much already (laughs) right Right. so so and my biggest problem with enduring those kind of things is it takes away comedy right like like in one experience where i had a male comic go on stage um like two people i was supposed to be right after him but i moved myself back a little bit at the mic and he spent his entire five minute set and this is not the first time this happened expressing what he wanted to do to my naked body instead of doing a set right so my problem yeah 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 I, I yeah, this is not the first time. This yes. is not. Yeah. So, so moving past all of the obvious reasons, that's not okay. What pisses me off the most <laughs> is that that took comedy from me, right? right? The audience, to the audience, I'm no longer a comic. I'm no longer a woman. I'm no longer a person. I'm either an overreaction if I address it to some people, or right. I'm an underreaction mm-hmm. if I don't address it and people think I should have, quote, stuck up for myself, yeah. even though maybe I'm preparing for a show and I had a set I wanted to work on. You know, and now I have to spend my short amount of time. So the only reason I'm bringing up that example is because that's what I want. I want it to not be that, oh, we got a new um, Indian comic and we're really excited about him. It's like, oh, my God, he's a comic and he's good. You know, yeah. like, yeah. I just want it to be about comedy. And I know that's a pipe dream. I know whatever. But no, still, maybe it's not. Too. Maybe it's not. I mean, I really having children and having children who are coming of age, like all my kids are teenagers and they really like. They give me hope, which is something yeah. I, I don't say on stage yeah. because I'm making fun of them all the time. <laughs> yeah. But they do. My son gives me hope. My daughter gives me hope. They're very open to every kind of lifestyle. And I know some of that it. has to do with yeah. their parenting, but some of it also has to do with this generation. I really hope I hope that. I dream that, and I really 
I think, Lauren, in your lifetime, maybe it won't be a big deal. Maybe we'll just be comics and we won't be yeah, female comics or white comics or Indian <laughs> or whatever. But that's fun, though. I don't know. I I love you like no. This. I and it, as a soci, you know, I'm a so, social psychologist. Like, mm-hmm. I know that in order to understand something, you separate from it, you stand outside of it, and you yeah. observe it, yeah. and you evaluate it, and you and for us, we laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Like, if it weren't for white women, I would not have like one of my best bits. Like that because you guys <laughs> give me, you guys have. There's something about you in your humanness and who you are that makes me laugh, like pumpkin spice. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like those kinds of things you you provide. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean I don't want us to be different. No, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't grasp it. Okay. No, not at all. Not yeah, at all. That's okay. Not, okay. not at all. I get what you're saying though, but I and I yeah. think that in being a woman, that there is a part of that that there's a perspective that we see because it's uniquely us. It is who we are and what we are and it and this industry requires us to be women and every it, it, you know what I mean? That's like it's very requ- true. And and we how this is gonna grow for me. So so what I would say in the industry, I do like the idea that Arun mentioned, I like the idea of us regulating. There need to be individual regulations at these comedy clubs. If it's improv across the board, if it's hyenas across the board, um, any of these local spots, have a, a list of, you know, commandments, whatever the hell you want to call them, rules, regulations. There is no sexual harassment in this of men or women. Amen. Okay? Yeah. Because if a woman walks in trying to throw her thing around, yeah. trying to get some time, yeah. that should be yeah. considered harassment too. We Agreed. have to bring it oh, to balance. Yeah. So for me, that would be the thing. But I think I'm okay with, hey, this is a woman comic and this is a male comic. I know I've had that on my show before where people were like, you know, well, wh- why you want to be called a woman comic? You're just a comic. I'm like, no, because I'm going to come up here with some breasts and the uterus. Like, I got something that y'all don't have. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, I like it for me. Well, and I'm I'm the only woman at the table in my day job. I'm the only woman at the table in most of the comedy shows I've been on. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. Which is I'm okay with. I'm yeah. o- I'm completely okay with. But um, just as a yearning person who who likes to be inspired by other people, you know, unfortunately I seem to be inspired by a lot of males, and so I would, you know, I have to go back to like the heyday of comedy in the early 90s and the 80s with um, Paula Poundstone and Ellen DeGeneres mm-hmm. and Kathleen Madigan. And Kathleen's still doing it, so I watched some of her stuff. But it's yeah. very difficult. Whoopi Goldberg didn't really ever really do stand-up that much. She did a one-woman show, and I adore everything about her. You always say that mm-hmm. she did She did, uh, she the, did the comic relief. Yes, but yeah. it was with them. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean like on her own? Other yeah, than yeah, the yeah, own yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, right, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. But she did a one-woman show where she did a million different. Um, that was what. Yeah, when I was shown that, I was like, oh my gosh, genius! Yes. Yeah, she's amazing. Yes, Lily Tomlin did the same type of thing. Um, so uh, anyway, my my point is, I just think for uh, our children's sake, we we need some more more diverse vo- voices out there for sure. Definitely. Let's move into this. Megan said, um, and we're gonna hit this one. Then we're gonna take a breather. Uh, Lauren, you with us the whole time? I am. Okay. So let me ask this question. Are there any topics that are off limits for you? Uh, I'll let you know if I'm a cross one. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) 
I, I don't think so, it. but I'm talk about her boobs. I mean, I think she's pretty open. <laughs> Let me see. See, and, and the thing is, is when you don't really have much going on, it's not even a topic. Like, I can't even have a conversation about it, so it's never going to be. That's the off limits for me. What, your boobs? I don't have any. Shut up. <laughs> You're still adorably cute. You were called cute by whoever's on our Facebook that page. That one guy. Like, like, mm. LT's so cute. Isn't she cute? She's so cute. Let me see. So uh, <laughs> I I cannot talk about, um, I as I said before, I can't call out issues in other black women. I think that's an off topic mm. for me. Um, mm. You don't think the audience allows you to do it? Is I don't everything? think. I, yeah, I don't think so. Oh, oh, like with the, oh, I yeah. with an audience? Like, yeah. I, I'm with sorry. A, I can't cross or the race. I, I, so I, I've done, like, an Asian woman sometimes because that's who was doing my Brazilian wax as I was doing that joke. Yes. Um, but even then, I think that's probably wrong for me to do. As a white person, I'm really not allowed to do anything but other white people if you're going to be completely PC. What's but, wrong on stage for but, you? Like, is it wrong? Ah, whatever. I don't care. I, I'm too old to, to, to give a sh- too much of a sh- about PC. I just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be racist, but I will definitely do a do a voice if it's funny as hell i'm gonna say this i was very surprised that that with everything going on in dallas that they picked a white woman Mm. for all of you megan just opened for sean wayans this last weekend improv holla yes he did i was was very amazing and i feel bad (laughs) because she texted me and she says hey i have this idea for a joke. Well, I the signed joke, off on it. Joke, I'm like, yeah, do no, that. No, no, no. But you, you signed off on a different version. The joke is still needed to do. Yeah. I still because doing Arlington for people who are not in Dallas, Texas, it's in, called an urban room, whatever. It's basically <laughs> at least eighty to percent black of an audience. Mm-hmm. It's ninety. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, with Sean Wayans, he pulled some different yeah. races sometimes. Yeah. But uh, so that was really an interesting thing for me because I've never done a big of an audience of that. Mm-hmm. Um, diversity and so uh, his his girlfriend is the one who picked me because i think she wanted someone what? completely different than him i asked her that later. is so cool yeah yeah they sent they sent like six clips of local people and i don't know if she said send me all the white women or if she just said send me some clips and she picked the white woman i don't know how i didn't ask because we were thinking about the white chicks thing like maybe if they were trying to line with that but i guess and what i was what i meant a white, white woman <laughs> a white woman with the Dallas thing going on. Oh yeah, that oh, yeah. was what was, was surprising. Yeah. So it was a touchy yeah. thing, but she, you know, she ended up getting around it. But that opening joke, we thought was move, removing the energy mm-hmm. away from it, and it called it to it. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So up, my opening joke that I tried when LT was there, the first one, or I said, my si- if my sister was here, this is what she would do because I blamed it on my sister, and I pretended to call the police because there were so many black people. Uh, didn't go, didn't go over. See, didn't work. see, Lauren just smi- just went. <gasps> yeah, it didn't go over great. But I started making fun of, of white people afterwards, and I think I got them around. I mean, they were laughing at me. But it felt like it was risk, like though. good for you for saying. But the, I never, I never did it again that after really? that. After comedy you know, is towing the line. That's what comedy is. It's playing on the And there was no way. I mean, yeah. I told LT, I told Jamie, I told so many people. I was about to do that. Are about to do this on this weekend. I was like, I've got to call out my whiteness. I've got to address yeah. because that's yeah. all they're going to think is like, why is this white woman? Opening for Sean Wayans. What is going on right now? Yeah. So I just had to. I did at least five minutes of white white jokes, which I enjoyed, and I enjoyed writing them. <laughs> <laughs> and see, and the and the beauty of comedy, I do at least five minutes of white jokes. It's amazing. But like, you can. 
That's that's the other thing too. Okay, so Lauren, let's yeah. be real. Sounds can't, like I need more white jokes. I can't do I can't do a, black jokes. I couldn't do jokes about black people. That would never fly. Nor would I probably want to or find it funny myself. Because being well, a white person is not funny. It's not cool. But you called it out only because but, white women call the cops on us, and that is yeah, not, that's funny. You see what I'm saying? Yes, they laughed at that when I when I didn't act it out. Yeah. They laughed right. at the concept of it. They didn't the want to see it. Of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that permit I, permit Patty. Like we picture yes. her, and we're like, that ain't yes. cool. Yeah. You know what? That ain't even funny right now. That's yes. too soon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, some bitch. Let me tell you, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought when you asked if any any topics were, like, too much or you couldn't do, I thought you meant literally for this conversation. Too, Was there anything too. I didn't oh, want you to bring up? Hashtag me too, Elsie. No. Hashtag me too. Hashtag on stage. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> on stage. Got it. Now I'm here. Now, see, and, and so, so, Lauren, <laughs> is there anything that you don't, I, I have to say, um, I can't get too graphic about just sex with me in general because I'm. I'm getting to that age where people aren't like, mm, that's sexy. What they're thinking, what they're going is, ooh, no one wants to think about that. Like, even I have a flesh fanny pack joke that goes over, that goes over well with a lot of women, but it doesn't go over that well with men. Men don't want to think about my nasty, nasty flesh fanny pack. They don't want to think about it. I'm thinking merch well, right there, flesh right? fanny pack. I love talking about sex on stage. I think it's hysterical because there are so many things I want to talk about that I don't hear a lot of people talk about. But I have yet to find a room where I'm talking about sex on stage and men don't seem to feel, right, this could be projection too, but don't seem to feel really upset or pissed about what I'm trying to say. So it's definitely not that I can't talk about sex. It's that I'm working into how, who who I want to talk to and who I'm okay with being uncomfortable, right? And I've done a little bit about race. Um, and it's worked, but I'm very self-deprecating when it comes to, if I'm going to talk about race, it's, it's, I'm not towing the line playing with race material. I'm like, this is how I feel. And I'm usually talking to an audience of white black people. people and I, I know black people, white people, I haven't, I haven't really encountered much agreeability uh. or response to that, but black people, because I'm primarily on their side. So. Is that how you guys, is that how you guys <laughs> offset privilege? Yeah. Is, is that how you offset, pri- but, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, absolutely. like let's call it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have to call it out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. It, it, so, what I really have trouble talking about, well, what I struggle with too, especially at Arlington Improv, is, um, but at a lot of places, is that both, um, I'm not likable right away. Like, uh, when I walk on stage, people are like, ugh. I think. That's how I feel. I feel like I have to immediately be either self deprecating in some way. If you yes. are not or, so cute, that's the problem. Yes. And the, that and that's been this said. Exactly. Dean it's Lewis has said, said this yep. about many good looking women is that the first thing you have to do is make sure that the women in the audience realize that you're not yes. trying to go after their men. Yes. yes. Which yes, makes yes, me upset absolutely. as a woman on so many levels if that's actually, and absolutely. it seems to be true, but it just still pisses me off. But honor, okay, but balance, I, balance, ma'am. Listen, we are not going to, Lauren, before the show, Megan and I talked about how one of my sociology, my master's professor said to me, human beings don't change. Uh, human beings don't want to change, and as a therapist, I can tell you people don't change, don't want to change, don't know how to change, and we are walking in there, and we're addressing that from the get-go, recognizing mm-hmm. that they are who they are, and they're who they're going to be, and you very, to me, you masterfully take what they already 
assume, right? You take all their assumptions and all their projections and all their, you know, oh, God, of course, here comes this white chick. She's real cute. What's she going to say? What Becky got to say? And you take it, you own it, and you say, now let's get to the jokes. Like, let, let yeah. you know, you. you well, good. I'm saying, glad it comes off And I way. think I you could it do does. it, too. Because Megan is kind of hood. Like, people don't know this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Megan is I like, I grew up in the hood. Megan is hood as hell, y'all. <laughs> Missouri, from the streets of Missouri, son. Kansas City, woods. Kansas City, hood. Kansas City. <laughs> but you do. You, and I, I think that you could, I think you could work out some you probably should draw from your childhood there yeah yeah I, I used to be very like i said i used to open with completely self-deprecating immediately because then yeah. um they know i'm funny and they know i because uh, you're I, cute yeah well i don't know if i'm cute yeah. it's, it's that i can make fun of myself but uh, it, it was about being fat it's what i always opened up with about being fat and in the black community i'm not considered fat so those jokes yeah, work. Oh my God, I Who this skinny like bitch talking yeah, to? Oh, oh, she's <laughs> like, you are not, like, you are not fat. Like, what? No, all the white people laugh at this. They think this is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it works. Y'all so don't well. know fat. Not <laughs> Y'all don't That's know fat. I had not to, fat I had enough to for black people. An entire joke. I had to rewrite a joke, and it's an entirely one joke for Dallas, entirely another joke for. for Arlington, yeah, yeah see, for the same reason. But yep. but I genuinely do feel like my whole premise of that joke is that I wish that I wasn't white because I want to be fat so bad, <laughs> and we just That's don't genius. pull it off as well. Yes, um, white women. You know what I mean? Yes, like, no, of course I look we don't. like the Michelin Man, or I look like Michael Moore. Yeah, like I've been there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, imagine for me, jealous, but you know? it's not even fair for me because a, a person my size. I can't talk about the muffin top that has developed since I've No, you 40. tried. I've seen you try. Right, right, right. But right, it's not right. 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 It's not fair. I have trauma Life is from a- the chunk <laughs> that has developed around my from waist. From From all the cheesecake and all the other manufactured baked goods that I put in my body. And I can't, I should be able to go, but okay, so there's an off limits. Life isn't fair. You know what I'm saying? Life isn't fair. This is, this is not right. Okay, but there's an off limit joke. Yes, but you're also very, but it's not by choice. You're a very thin girl, so it's, it would be very difficult to pull off a fat joke from you. So there is no joke about any kind of aspect of chunk on my body. I mean, even, maybe, even though it is traumatizing and hurtful to me. I've heard you. I've, I've actually heard (laughs) you try to do that joke. I, I get it, you know? But it, but you know, it's just like I can talk about how difficult it was um, being black because I'm not black, yeah. <laughs> or, or how hard it is to be a white woman in in South Central uh, Missouri, Casey, exactly. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know. So okay, so there that emerged for me. <laughs> but I think that um, I I what I love about being a woman comedian uh-huh. is I feel like we have the ability. Like I love to do sociopolitical. There is no expectation yes. for a woman, a black woman, to do sociopolitical jokes. Not at all. I'm yeah. supposed to talk about penis and, you yep. know, all yep. those yep. kinds of yep. things. And, I no, I want to talk about the wall. I want to talk about racism. And I want to talk about all those things and, you know, get people's juices Rain. flowing. Yeah. So that that's the direction that I like to go into. But I do talk about how hood I am, you know. I, you know, don't get it twisted that I sound like Stacey Dash. I I am from Oakland, California. I will stab so a bitch. I will. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. We listen. We've been going literally for an hour, for an hour and a half straight. We haven't paid any bills. I do want to shout out real quick. Um, 
Michael Singleton, homeboy of mine. He'll be coming on the show in October. He has a uh, Cajun chicken and fish uh, restaurant out there in um, in Dallas on Steelman Street called Funk the Fried Chicken. He's, he's mm. on, he sponsors my show. I eat good every time I go in there. So um, let me shout him out. We can shout out the Arlington Improv. They're the, the great family over there. Um, I'm trying to think of all, because we don't have any commercials, so they, they didn't Will. play any commercials. So Will, Mr. Panid, who fixed my car, he works on my car. He's over there at Aero Auto Works. <laughs> and you're going to be on a show on in Arlington soon. Oh, my God. Okay, the show's not done yet. We're still going, but I'm just paying some bills. But, yeah, uh, Sunday, uh, Last Minute Laughs at the Arlington Improv, 8 p.m. Go to the website. Put in LT. Put in LT as your promo code. You're going to get in free. Now, you do have a two-drink minimum, you know, two-drink minimum when you get there. But it's free, and I don't tell fat jokes. And I talk about white people, so it's going to be fun. So, so you, you need to come out to the show. We are not done yet. We're just going to take a little break, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Middle Street Radio Show on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Nice. Yeah, like yourself, like yourself. It ain't nothing nice. Yeah, like yourself, like yourself. 
Don't Speak Radio Show on the Fishbowl Radio Network. I'm your host, Latani Davison, sitting in with comedians. I know, right? I'm sitting in with comedians, Megan King from the Making a Difference Radio Show co-host. Uh, and? I I suck at intros. That's what I do. And comedian, in Dallas-Fort Worth comedian, Lauren Riley, sitting in today. We have been covering uh, from Kavanaugh. Cosby, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. We covered, you know, I, 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 you guys. I think we saved the world today. That's what I think is happening. <laughs> well, we fixed it. We, we did all of it. Boom. Y'all are welcome. You yeah. can end all your little yeah. Facebook debates today. <laughs> yeah. Post this video. We've already <laughs> we've already discussed it and fixed it. So yeah, tune in next week when we solve poverty. <laughs> <laughs> world hunger. Man, just put a taco mm. truck on every corner. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's, it's a wrap. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about uh, any issues of getting getting booked lately. Mm-hmm. Any any issues mm-hmm. there? Do we? Do you think that managers and club promoters or show promoters are still wary about about us being on their shows? Do you think that they or it's funny funny yet? Uh, not in my experience. I mean, I think anyone will could complain that I haven't had that problem. <laughs> no, she, I mean, no, I don't mean it. I, you get booked very, more. I, I got booked early on mm-hmm. by a club, and I'm incredibly appreciative. I'm not really sure why, but I'm happy about it. And I don't know. I haven't experienced that. I know it exists by the droves, but it, for me, I don't want to speak on that like I know about it. Right. In my I, I would say, especially because you're young too, a young pretty female. She's um, who happens to be funny. She's she's the full package. But I would say people who aren't the full package feel slighted. It is it is a true statement. I and I will speak. I will be the voice and speak on behalf of some female friends who do not look a certain way. And they are very certain that That's their comedy does not matter and that they are not getting booked simply because they are not cute. Or not cute to the, to the promoters. And yeah. ridiculous because most beautiful male comics us. are not cute at all. So and then most male ridiculous. comics are, are ug a bug. Yeah, um, you hear that? Yeah. You hear that, all you people? No, <laughs> um, all the ugly people stand up. No, I'm yeah, because really good-looking male comics <laughs> actually have an issue with getting booked because people assume they're not funny or yeah. they, they're hard. Yeah. 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 But, so as an older female, I would say um, I feel like perhaps – that I would be booked much, much more if I wasn't uh, 41 years old. There's flight 1131 <laughs> arriving <laughs> Dallas Love Field. And, yeah. Is that another plane? Yeah. Yep. Can y'all hear it? Yeah. Yep. I'm so sorry. You're fine, hon. But you're, you, so you think, age is, you think age is playing a factor? Uh, I think it can for a woman. I don't think it will, would for a man, but I think it can for a woman. Maybe maybe for a man, too. I don't know. Inter- the entertainment industry is morphing into something different right now, and I'm really glad that I'm mm-hmm. here to watch it. I, I do feel compelled. I was told at uh, the Comics Rock convention that uh, a certain type of look as a female that you need to tone it down. So, like, I literally, I've been told I should show my body on stage. I've been told that. But yeah. I don't, oh. I don't. I I feel like if I do that, then it takes away from the words that are coming out of my mouth. Amen. So That's I'm so very interesting. conscious. I've been told the opposite. I've been told by six male comics, yes, I'm counting, 
that I should wear really big baggy clothes because if I don't, then no one's going to pay attention to my jokes. And in my, my response, that always is, well, then I guess I need to get better jokes. You know, I, I accept the, the challenge. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's so interesting. Like, I'm so intrigued that you guys have heard the opposite. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. That's Let's be about it. But yeah. that's because, that's Lauren, yeah. we're going to get real, real, real. That's because mm-hmm. what you wear on stage is you wear tight-fitting shirts, and you yeah. are a beautiful woman who is has amply blessed with boobage. Um, so, so you're literally, so here's, does, does, that, my, ever get, does that ever get, can, can I ask you, like I, and I don't want to be out, <laughs> yeah. hold on, I, can I finish my point? Her. Yeah. So I think, I think <laughs> I the point is, know. the point is, it doesn't matter what the hell is a woman you wear, cause, cause I don't yeah. wear that kind yeah. of stuff and I've got Agreed. giant boobs, but I also have a giant stomach, that's why I don't wear that kind of stuff. But my point is, no matter if you're looking like Lauren, who's hot as hell, or if you're looking like either one of us, and you're hot too, by the way, baby, but you just don't dress that way. I was slighted. Did you hear that? LT doesn't dress hot as hell. If you were younger, LT doesn't dress like that. But my point is, my point is, no matter what you do as a woman, you're going to get screwed. I know. Arun's yeah, asking Arun. if he's cute. Arun, yeah, you're very cute. Arun, you're very cute, Arun he asked on Facebook. Yes, Arun is, ve- Arun is very cute. See, yes, we love you, Arun. Um, but anyway, my point is, as a female, you can't win for losing. You can't. Th- th- I mean, if, if I Lauren's hearing the opposite of what we're hearing, it, there's a reason. Cause I agree. We're female. Yeah. We have breasts. Yeah. Lauren, does it, are you used, are you used to, because I was at the roast for Jamie. Oh, my God, mm. boo. I love you so much, Can Lauren. we talk about the roast? <laughs> so, for the listeners, sure. uh, there was a roast sure. uh, for a local comedian. Who's Jamie gone, Gravy. He is uh, transported to New York. <laughs> but I've always but, wanted to ask you that because, and I want people to hear it because I want people to know this is for your you. power, for yeah. you Amen. to speak your truth, your perspective. Because it's got, I, I want us to be able to move, in that case, I do want us to be able to move past it so the girl, could, y'all can hear how funny she is. Like, that's what you really, what you need to hear. <laughs> you know, is it, does it bother um, you? What What was the question? So does it bother I don't me? know. I mean, that that everyone, me, so. yeah, does, it, does it bother you that everyone referred, not everyone, but at least seven well, different comics that night referred to your boobs? Well, so here's here's the deal. With a roast, if you sign up for a roast, you're signing up to be made fun of physically, right. hands down. Because unless someone knows you intimately and then also the whole crowd knows you intimately, then it doesn't make any sense that people are making these really um, large connections between something with your personality that it's going to be mainly visually based, right? Right. Which I am totally accepting of because then it wouldn't have been okay for me to make fun of how ridiculously skinny Jane is. You know what I mean? Like, those right. are the same, they're not the same thing. In a lot of contexts, in a roast, they are the same thing, huh. right? In other contexts, you don't get to talk crap about my boobs outside of that situation, right? Because that's, that's a whole different topic. That's harassment. <laughs> but in a roast, that's what, I, I signed up for the roast. Am I, am I elated that over 50% of the jokes weren't even about Jamie? They were about me and my boobs? Oh, no, just because it's boring. Honestly, I find it embarrassing like if the only correct, right? roast you can come up with about me right. is about my boobs. That doesn't seem intelligent to me. Amen. And so I like a real creative insult. Do I mind that it was about my boobs at the roast? No, because I'm, I mean, if someone was in a roast and they were in a wheelchair, everyone's going to roast them for being in a wheelchair. Okay? That's part, you're signing up for that, right? right. If I'm in the audience at, a comedy show and the comic on stage just spends the whole time roasting me about my boobs, then yeah, I have a problem, you know? That's the difference to me. 
is that if I, I don't know, also I, Jamie and I are dating, so of course I'm going to be a target. That makes perfect sense. I was mentally and emotionally prepared for it. And I thought some of the jokes were really funny, honestly. But that doesn't mean that anybody else is going to be No, you handle it it like a pro. You handle it amazing. But, but you're right. I, I completely agree. When you have nothing else to roast a comic except for their physical attributes, then you're a sad Or just the easiest physical attribute. Like, I have third graders who have roasted me better about my boobs than some of the comics who are on stage. So, like, that's the, that's the problem. Y'all need to level up. Yeah, learn it. Y'all learn fun here. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't even coming correct with your Some of them were great. A third grader has still a third grader. So, That's sad you know, and true. But it's, it's just low-hanging fruit, and I don't mean my boobs. That's all I'm saying. That's good. That's good. But that's the, you know what, and, and the thing about it is I, I draw, I feel like I need to draw more of that where, but that's, you know, for me, again, it's it's not my thing, but I do dork it up. I, I geek it up. Yeah, I, I, think I love I, it. I think I try to extra geek out on stage because <laughs> I have to make up for, see, we're all making up for something, right? For me, right. Everybody's it's, for me, it's a, a proper sounding black chick oh, with a, you know, big words. who's using big words. <laughs> People already think mm-hmm. I'm a nerd, you know, and I have to kind of go with it. And, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm cool, but I, I wasn't, when I wasn't comfortable with it, it, it wasn't, I, don't, I think that I struggled with telling jokes. Because it was like, no, that's who you are. That's what you are. You need to embrace that fully. Figure out what I am. Just put it out there. Yeah. You know? What are you, Megan? I have no idea. I I can't slump myself up into anything, I don't think, very well, except for the mom. I think you need to draw from that hood, girl. You you definitely are not just the mom. You're more than that. But you, I think I'm hood. I think you're, you're one of them. No, you're one of them white women. You're one of those white women. Listen to me. Okay. She's one of those white women that gets like the card. She gets like the because she's from the hood. <laughs> so like we let you get the card. You get the EBT card. You could like go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I we'll need that you, right now. We'll let you Papers hold it. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like so. So I think first of all, uh, Lauren, good job that you can can yes, you know. Be cool with that because I don't know, man. I'm 41 years old. I don't know if people were just going and going and going and going about the same thing about me. I would be so very, very, very gracious like you were. Well, but you can also tell the difference between what is a joke about my boobs that is sexually explicit and meant to really hurt me or Uh, objectify me. And then you can tell what's a joke about my boobs because it's funny because why are they so big? It's weird. (laughs) You know what I mean? What did you eat though as a child? Seriously. (laughs) Right. And you, you can feel the difference. It's the same as being hit on by one guy and it not being creepy and then being hit on by another guy. And you're like, you are trying to keep me in your basement. Like 100%. (laughs) You can tell the difference. Yeah. You can feel it. Aww. Trying to There's keep a different energy. I really yeah. appreciate the way that you, again, it, it's, you know, you're very, I think people, once they get past that outer core, like they're able to see, <laughs> like, man, she's got some, like, real, like, this chick got, she got it up there. She got it she's going. literally the full package. Like, so the full package. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides besides Jamie getting asked to go with um, Eddie Griffin to open, are, you're the only mm-hmm. comic I know of in DFW that's been asked to go with a headliner and uh, work with them beyond the DFW area. Like, really? I haven't heard of anybody else. I didn't know that. that. Have you? There's got to be more. That's crazy. I, there might be, but I just haven't heard of it. So yeah. I'm just gonna say uh, you're the wow. only one. I can go with that. 
Hey, <laughs> fake, new, fake news. It might be. It might be created right, right here. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Alternative facts. But you're so funny. But as okay, so as females dealing with comedy, yes. do you think mm-hmm. that we have an ad, an advantage or a disadvantage for Ooh, being a female? I'm ready to talk about this. Um, I think it appears as an advantage, and yes, it is a disadvantage because <laughs> I have had more than one experience recently uh, or over the past year. Here's a plane. Everybody buckle up. Come on. Um, Flight 636 <laughs> arriving from Kansas yeah. City. <laughs> arriving no, with NCI, I, please. Not, this, is, this is not counting Josh Wolf. I want to make that very clear because that was the most respectful experience I have ever had with Andy's probably anyone in a work environment. He is absolutely phenomenal. Aww. I am now friends with his wife. They're wonderful people. And he was literally only about comedy and professionalism. Oh. And that was it. So this is, he is excluded from this conversation. Love but it. Don't you I wish have, that happened to you, Megan? I, okay, whatever. Huh? Just, if he just <laughs> kept it professional. I'm kidding. Just no. a joke. <laughs> Sean kept it professional. I told her that he, you know, Sean Wayans was such a good looking dude. I was like, you know. Oh, he yeah. kept it very professional. It was upsetting. Oh, I, was, I wanted him not cool. to. I wanted the I Louis C.K. I well, needed a Louis C.K. moment. I See? understand. <laughs> Too soon. No, but, Too soon. No, but the point. The point I'm trying to make is that, like, I, I I think it appears as an advantage, and yet it is a disadvantage, because I have had multiple situations with headliners who make contact with me under the guise mm. of wanting to exchange comedy knowledge and network, right? Mm. And then that looks to everyone else, if that has happened, if anyone sees that happen, it's like, oh, my God, it's just because she looks like that, because she has boobs yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. But it gets, and then it looks like, okay, now I got an advantage. But no one is comprehending the fact that if that is the case, which it most of the time is, that person is literally only interested in something sexual from me, and when they do not receive it, I do not receive anything. Helpful. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. When, when I have to, and I have more than once, had to say, that is not what this relationship dynamic is to me, and that's not going to happen, and then I am mistreated after right. that. I am right. iced out. There's a pl- And I have experienced that with comics on our level, Oh. In DFW, where I want to ask out or something, right. and then immediately when I say, oh, I'm not dating or something, then they don't want to talk to me at all, or they tell people that I'm a bunch of cuss words, or that, and then all of a sudden I'm this horrible person. So I'm not really seeing where the advantage is. So if someone could explain that to me, that'd be great. <laughs> I, think, I think that that's where we have to transcend, again, what people and who people are and who they will remain to be. And if the focus yeah. is on the craft... The advantage of being a woman in this craft is that you have a very unique perspective in that body with that, that mind yeah. that no one Absolutely. hears. Yeah. And, and you know, that's why I love comedy because there really is room for everybody to eat and tell their truth, providing it's funny. Providing it is yeah. you're getting Absolutely. on stage and you're doing, you know, doing the craft well and making people laugh and forget about the fact that we live in a jacked-up society. I mean, that's yeah. really, at the end of the day, what it's our about. Job is, yeah. yeah, that's that's our work. Also, but, yeah. I just want to make clear, too, because I didn't, I, I skimmed over one part. <laughs> if I'm going to address this, I need to address all sides of it, I think. I, I also like to make clear that, in in my opinion, um, there isn't a situation where a woman can sleep her way into a job yes. or a show or something like that 
first of all, second of all, that it would actually end up being beneficial to her and that she would be treated with respect right. and mm-hmm. it would ever be about her talent in any way if that ever stopped. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. even if it didn't, if that person didn't get the laughs and the money from that show experience, it would never happen again. Right. Right? So, like, yeah. that doesn't even exist in the realm. So even when I'm addressing things and saying that even when I would never give that, it doesn't matter. Like, you're, you're screwed either way, pun intended. Yeah. Well, ladies, (laughs) we have come to the end of an amazing broadcast. Um, Listen, we can't cover possibly every thing. But I think that we did, though. But I think we did. I think that, again, one hour, 54 minutes later, we saved the world, and everybody's okay. And that's the power of the woman. Um, Lauren, you have shows coming up. What you got? I have nothing right now. I'm taking a nice little break Hiatus. intentionally, and I am leaning into it. But That's I will let up. y'all know yes, as ma'am. soon as I have something that I want to announce. <laughs> Megan. I'm uh, actually <laughs> leaving here immediately and going yes. to a sketch show at Stomping Ground. Come on ba- down, yes! Come on down. And then um, I'll be at the State Fair every Tuesday um, that the State Fair is running and doing a comedy show from 4 to 5.30, and then I think I have something else that I can't remember. So have fun. Come yeah. down to the State Fair and see some G-rated comedy. Oh, the best. The best comedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come see Big Tex creep you out. Yeah. <laughs> for, for the next, what, two weeks? No, it's like three weeks. Uh, it's, it's Big Tex is creepy, too man. Long. Big Tex is creepy. I've never been it to the State creepy. Fair. This is going to be interesting. Oh, Okay, I have uh, I have Sunday again. Code Sunday, Arlington. Sunday, Sunday. Code word, LP, LP. Improv Arlington, 8 p.m., last minute laughs, two at a minimum, October 19th, I'm lying, um, October 13th <laughs> uh, at the Black Art Academy of Arts Ooh. and Letters. Uh, I will be there with Angela Walker, uh, Casey T., can't remember the other person. I'm so sorry. It'll be on my page, Comedian LT, <laughs> on Facebook. Um, you can reach me at LT at MentalSpeakRadio.com. LT at MentalSpeakRadio.com. At MentalSpeakRadio.com. That is the website. Please come check it out. Um, I want to hear from you. Show ideas. I got some great shows coming up for October. Yay. It's going to be really exciting. Yay. Megan Yay. is over there. On the gray oh, yeah. stream Mad every radio. Wednesday, Mad Radio, making a difference. Radio, y'all, with our co-host uh, John Salerno. Check them out every every Wednesday, gray stream, five to seven p.m. Thank you so much to our listeners around the globe. The Mental Speak Radio Show is here for you. We are seeking to balance the self and society through discussion. They said that the tagline would come, and it did. It did, 10 months later. So, um, again, love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next Friday. And um, that's all I got. LT Gone.